Hey, this is Ryan Johnson. Join us for Podathon 2022. It benefits the Make-A-Wish Foundation. It's on September 17th. I'm going to be on there with Octu Radio at 8 p.m. And you can donate now at thepodathon.com. So do it. Yeah, see? Exactly. You will click the donation link now. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's going to be clipped out and dropped everywhere. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Jerry! There's the Rickmeister. In this big game that we play, life, it's not what you hope for, it's not what you deserve, it's what you take. I'm Frank T.J. Mackey a master of the muffin, and author of the Seduce and Destroy system, now available to you on audio and video cassette. Seduce and Destroy will teach you the techniques to have any hard body blonde just dripping to wet your dock. Hello, better money, so the Lord did me good. <laughs> Got all kind of shit. Got the glow sticks. I got the gotcha bag. Got the Hawaiian punch. That, man, everybody won't holler at pop what you need. I got it. If I ain't got it, I'll find it. You understand? I'm selling glow sticks. Glow sticks that go with the yeah. You know what I'm saying? Here's that rainy day they told me about. And I laughed at the thought. この惑星の子供たちと呼ばれる存在には。おはようございます。超重要でありにはそう。全身でぶつかっていかなくてはならない。はい。ただ。どうしとしてアルマジキ。ただ。ただ。ただ。ただ。ただ。ただ。ただ
What is up, Bombad fam? Welcome to yet another episode of the Bombad cast. It's great to see all of you. It's great to be here. I don't know why I was doing that very like, it's very William Shatner of me. I don't know what I was really doing there, but you know what? It's fine. Listen, guys, we're almost to the weekend. It's almost Friday. Um, we got a big announcement coming tomorrow. We, you know, we can't really talk about it tonight. So don't bug us. Don't bug us. Don't us okay i'm a little crooked there we go there we go um but yeah welcome guys welcome to the bombad cast uh i am your boy the cannon junkie um we're doing great thank you for asking jake 76 um there are more shows on this network uh or excuse me i used a naughty word uh on on this youtube channel as it were uh listen so you got the main show the uh coupe de gras the creme of the creme that you are watching currently, you are you are living it. You are a part of it. It's the Bombad Cast. It's the live stream every Thursday. Uh, we put it out as audio. People listen to this as a podcast. Can you believe it? It's insane. Uh, listen, we're so glad you're all here. But we also do uh, Bombad Gaming. Oh, I tricked him. I tricked him. Bombad Gaming every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central. Um, Scotty plays, uh, any number of games. He can play, uh, backgammon, uh, sometimes chess. Um, sometimes he plays, uh, the old school, uh, uh, mousetrap. It's pretty great. Uh, you should check it out. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Every Wednesday, 8 PM central, come check out my boy, Scotty playing games and, uh, yucking it up. And then every other Saturday, in fact, this Saturday, we have uh, a little show called Hyper Focus, and that's where I sit down with any number of Star Wars creators, uh, you know, con like content creators, uh, podcasters, whoever, um, and we we talk about maybe something they're hyper focused on that that is probably probably not Star Wars. It's a conversation show, um, and you, the viewers, have a, a chance to call in. You can't see; I'm doing quotation marks in my fingers. Right there, call in at the end of the show. I'll put the link in the stream. Um, and you come in, talk with me and the guest. It's it's a great time. Um, but tomorrow, or excuse me, Saturday, Saturday, not tomorrow, not tomorrow, Saturday, 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, I will be sitting down with Goose from Triad of the Force. Uh, we're we like met at a celebration, we became boys real fast, like we're we're like thick as thieves uh both emo kids from way back and so it's gonna be a good time um we're probably gonna talk uh we're probably gonna talk emo stuff and cry um but anyway listen before we go any farther i think i need to bring in uh my my buddy my bomb bad boy oh my let me see my my uh peanut butter to my Sensual Jelly, Scotty J. Rowe, the Scott J. Rowe, viral sensation. Where are you, Scotty? How's it going? Partying is cool. Dying is not. That's right, Paul. Partying sure is cool. Dying is not. Nah. And if you die, -uh. if you die before our special interview airs during Potathon, you're going to regret it. You're gonna, you're gonna regret. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna, gonna, you're gonna fucking. Oh, you're, actually, you're gonna you're, kill yourself. <laughs> I'm just That's what I'm saying. So, you're gonna you're gonna die. Yeah, you're already you're dead. Die. Anyway, you're you're gonna die. Um, just kick me out. Just kick quick. me out. 
Okay, I have to give a shout out to a student real quick. I had a student, I'm not gonna say their names because I don't want to legally get in trouble. But I got some new Bombadcast fan art, and I love when my students give us Bombadcast fan art. Check this one out. This one's a great one. Look at this. This is awesome. Oh, Look at that. That's amazing. This is sick. Isn't this? That's sick? gotta go on a sticker. That's gotta go I know. on a freaking sticker right now. It's amazing. He's a great kid. So I uh I had to give Fantastic. him a shout out. Isn't that good art? I was so, so excited. What whenever, was the name uh, again? What was the name again? I don't want to give any names. Just, oh, just oh, sorry. I, I thought you. I so thought you had said it. See, this is where. Listen, listen. It's fun. It's okay. I'm already off to Look. a great start tonight. So, so <laughs> I want to say a couple things real quick for those that don't know. Um, and I'm gonna be honest with y'all. Patreon is taking a little bit of a back burner, but once Andor comes out, we'll be doing exclusive shows just because we're right. planning Potathon and all that. But I got to give a shout out to our patrons huge, right now. Potathon this year, so. it is wild, and you'll know tomorrow why. Uh, oh blurry you'll know tomorrow why, why been a little absent yeah. yeah why it it's been a lot of work in the uh, in the making but that being said shout out to our patrons we got rick villanueva we got nick milky we got joey tight pants organum we got rez seth parnell jared bachman stub stub jeff brian fry michael <laughs> mccoy M from Peak Milk, Brian Hennessy, yeah. not Tennessee, yeah. Todd DeGrasse, Todd DeGrasse. Um, we also got Neil Todd Lowry, Chase, yeah. Chase Hauser. Pull up Chase's comment. Chase is in the chat. Chase. Let me see that comment. Oh, here we go. Let me see that comment. Chase. There we go. Slay. So yeah, Chase, Chase right. we got right. Wesley Woolridge. He's a, one of our celebration friends. We got William Hardy, whoever the heck that is. We got Preston Dugas, whoever the heck that is. We got the amazing Eli, my little shrimp Thanks friend not, from in the galaxy. We got <laughs> we got Trey Mitchell, David at K2S Bro, Alden DS Bucko, Brian, and Richie Rasputin. This is a good Patreon. Now, if you want to join, you get all kinds of things. It's only $7 a month, or you set your price. We got exclusive call-in shows. We've got Patreon group chats. We got Q&A segments, private live stream hangouts, live watch-alongs, and look, I'm going to be honest with y'all on um tomorrow i'm gonna be joining pete and nick for streaming star wars after we have a recording with our special guest and um i'm going to post simultaneously maybe like a minute before probably on our patreon yeah. who our guest is gonna be so you'll get it yeah. uh right as i announce don't it on go streaming immediately star wars. to twitter don't go immediately no, no. to twitter like let, don't know naturally flow you, um, it'll it's going to be a moment when we make the announcement so uh a lot of people and i'm just going to clear up the air so no one gets their hopes up it's not a mod best it's not That's something best. i've been no. No, 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 i no. have gotten i'm not joking i've gotten four dms today from people that are like is it ahmed best i'm like unfortunately it is not so that would be fantastic just, but no just yeah. know it's it's someone that but it is. This big. is the crazy one. This is the crazy one. And I'll say this, and I won't go any further details. Okay. It's someone our parents knew, and that is a oh, big yeah. deal. Well, and the one I had was that this is someone who has been involved in Star Wars. This is someone who has been in yes. a Star War mm -hmm. of some kind, story content. Yes. Yeah. So canon, canon. So I can't give it away, but it's someone. No more. No more. My parents. New, which is crazy because I would text mom, hey, I haven't asked you know, I took a picture. Know. Well, I took a picture with Doug Chang, sent it to my mom and my aunt. They're like, who is that? I'm like, he's the VP of Lucasfilm. John Knoll, whatever. I told him about Ryan Johnson. Even they were like, yeah. I maybe know who that is. This one in particular, 
my mom's like, no way. I'm uh -huh. like, yes. So we can't I, reveal anything I, just yet. I told my middle age, you know, my, my older uh, work, you know, like, like a, yeah. a, a co-worker. And he Silver. was like, well, get out the dancing girls for, you know, for this one, you know, um, which I, <laughs> he's a boomer. Um, he's a hey, boomer. What's up, Silver? I love it. Oh, this is awesome. Well, Dude. so it, it's going to blow your minds. Tomorrow night we record it and uh, we, we're going to get on a little early just to talk and hang out. Um, so we're super excited. I mean, it's it's going to be the recording session of a lifetime. I'm pumped. But what was the original Star Wars singular? I like that. I guess it was. Well, that's weird. Probably I don't Star even know Wars. what that means. Okay. Before maybe. it was even a new hope. Yeah. Or I'm thinking in terms of like what kicked off the Star Wars. What was the original Star War? You know, Ooh. what led it, you know, I think that was probably George Lucas's Maybe. first crush. Look, I agree, Chase. A lot of people I've only told maybe I told my parents, Katie obviously knows our producing team knows. Mm -hmm. And um, that's I've like told about some co-workers. I've told some co-workers. Yeah. I haven't told my parents because they will not know. I could be like, it's the guy from that movie where the guys get lost in the canoe. Um, yeah, and the girls that don't shave their legs and stuff, and yeah. they might be like, "Oh, okay, okay." Um, but yeah, no, like not hardly anyone. It's it's yep. close to the vest. Only yep. those closest to us know. So, yep. That being said, Pete, look, we got Pete. Yeah. I know, I know. Pete, Nick knows. Pete says this. Oh, uh, uh, Pete. Pete's letting out the secret. Charles Entertainment cheese. Shh. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> okay. It. That being said. That being said. Tonight, we're doing some fun coverage. Um, now, I remember the Blast Points guys covered Maybe. this before. Um, I know we also covered um, we also, we also covered the Bobby Wygant stuff. This isn't the same exact, Bobby. I guess, bracket as that. I literally, literally, wait, same. This is the, who I, gave I this say, card? Because you I gave so, me this. I forgot. It was someone we met in that little courtyard. There was a couple courtyards at the And they said, the floor give us to Scotty, right? They were like, mm -hmm. give the give this to Scotty. It was someone, yes, who um, uh, and and this card survived the great um, the, the great <laughs> uh, computer soaking of twenty twenty two. So, look at this, and this way, very thick case the, though. It's in a very thick case. Look at the look at the duality of of human existence. You ready? Watch Bobby Wagant and Woo! <laughs> <Vincent Paul Stanley. laughs> oh man, mine's just fan fact. You know what's nice? Hair stuck to the back. Too. So, no, what's nice that they actually gave what? us the card holder as well. That was the best part of the gift. Like Very you nice. could have put this in your pocket and like just ruined it, but they gave the card holder. So it would not get it, damaged. One of this my has come all the days. way from Anaheim, California to Northern right. Michigan and, and uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Let me get out Scotty's address too, real quick. Um, but <laughs> it's insane. It's, and again, I'm yep. sorry. We forgot. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, uh, person who gave us these because they're fantastic. So, yeah, that being that's said, all, Jerry, that's all. That's let's all get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. Um, yeah, we can't keep plugging Potathon. I know, I know we can keep doing it. We could probably talk about and allude to it for the next two hours, but I don't want to do that. So, we could, we could just type you up. An entire episode of hype, honestly, would be so us, you know, <laughs> yeah, it would be. <laughs> so, um, that being said, look, let me show you all this. What we're going to watch is from a channel called, um, and it's a great channel, is no, this video has only 500 views, which is shocking. I That's have not wild. watched all that much of it, though I know That's it's going it. to be good just because of the content itself. So it's, it is the, it says Rewind, George Lucas, 1987 press conference for the Star Wars Special Edition. So 
I have never seen that much footage from this. I know Rick's there. I know Ben Burt's there. Um, so it's it's very interesting. So let's take in the Georgisms. Let's comment on that. And let's look at the, the actual context of this. I really don't know. Oh, Jerry, wait. Before we do that, can you praise yeah. our Lord and Savior? Can you please? Oh, oh yeah. Sorry. Listen, yeah, we we almost forgot, guys. Look, we we've got another sponsor. We got a sponsor. We got a sponsor. <laughs> like we, we we you know we've we've kind of had our you know Jared of the Dark Jedi who's bad at trivia. He's got his Sunday's Bloody Marys and whatever uh, and Roosevelt's. But listen, we've had Hooters. We've had. Um, and I don't think we have them on the thing. So no, there's no context to what I just no, said. So there's yeah. no context uh, at we all. We have Hooters. We have Wiki or Wikipedia. Um, yeah, um, uh, ducks. Book of Boca Fett. You know, it's like yeah, Boca, Boca Burgers, Boca but like Boba Fett themed. Um, and guys, tonight, uh, Bombad Cast is proud <laughs> to let you know. Listen, no, no, uh, we're proud to be sponsored by Noodles. Eat like our God. that's about it so eat noodles <laughs> it gets funnier the more you look at it doesn't it <laughs> you just look at the the, that man is sitting there. That man is worth billions and created basically our entire childhood. That man. And he also enjoys noodles, which who doesn't? So look at that. He's got the newspaper on, like, I love how the newspaper's on a tray, even. Anyway, uh, go eat noodles like our guy, George Lucas. Praise be. Let's watch George back in the day do a little bit of talking. Here we go. Listen, you like don't know God. how to read. Listen, that's why I did the ad read, William. So, eat our noodles. Let's go. Like God. Go. Scotty did the same thing. Here we go. Uh, Here we go. No, because I've wanted to do this ever since I did the movie. You know, if you go back and you check the interviews of when I made the movie, and everybody said, oh, this is so, I said, well, it didn't turn out very well. It's only about 40% of what I want it to be. You know, I'm really disappointed in it. And every interview, relentlessly, right through the thing. And everybody said, what is he talking about? This guy's got to be crazy. That was a pretty and, George. That was a pretty George. Yeah, what is he talking yeah. about? So wait, you watched All Light of Magic, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. That I've, one I have line completed where he's it. like, you know what? I, I sort of was afraid I was going to make a turkey. That was my favorite line. It's like, it's a real yeah. turkey. That was. <laughs> There's so a lot George of good and, George clips, man. There like, is. Oh, the man. best one. The best one is, and I'll do it, I'll repeat it verbatim. A story is a story is a story is a story. It's always about the story. I'm like, that, yeah, that, that's right. That's true. It is. Whatever that means. <laughs> that's it. He's talking about my ad. Thanks, oh, Pete. oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, like. A story, dude. I, no, like immediately, like I, like I just went straight to this space. Whenever he started going, a story yeah. is a story, is a story, is a story, is a story, is a story. Like I just want to put him on a loop. As a story, yeah, is a story, is a story, is a story. We might be able to do that. Might be worth it. We probably should just we cut should. it. This ten minute video. <laughs> okay, let's watch the video. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> 
And what are you talking about? So obviously Let's everybody who works with me has been hearing this for 20 years. As a matter of fact, I think they were relieved. Well, finally, he's going to do it. He's going to get it. We don't have to listen to this anymore. And, um, you know, the opportunity came along uh, with the 20th anniversary celebration. I say, they, you know, there were a lot of ideas bandied about about what we were going to do. Because every, everybody, both at Fox and at Lucasfilm, said, we've got to do something. You know, this is, you know, this is an important thing to us. It's an important thing to a lot of our fans. We should celebrate the fact that we've been here for 20 years. And rather than do some of the other things that had been presented, everybody agreed that we would take the risk. And it, 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 people think, oh, yeah, just, hey, pop it out there. It's great. But re re reissuing a movie that's been on video and on television, a live-action film, has never been done before. So wait, that is true. That was really? groundbreaking that he did that. Yeah, I don't think anyone else had ever re-released with updated anything. So like, yeah. it, it is genius in terms of marketing. But also part of it, too, it's like, he had an excuse to finish his film like that. That is really kind yeah. of an incredible, incredible way to approach that. Right. Like he really could finish his project that way. That's I don't blame him. Like, I really don't like. And who's yeah. how insane is it? Ninety seven was the 20 year anniversary of Star Wars, like only 20 years. We were like at Celebration Orlando in, in 2017. It was the 40. It's like it's hard to wrap your brain it's around. Like, it was only only 20 years old at that point. You know? Yeah. Like. 20 years ago that's, was 2002. That's just insane. Oh like, it's not that far ago. Oh, no. Genius. No, no. It feels like it was just yesterday, too. I also love uh, go back. Go back real quick. Pull, pull him. Pull George up big. Um, oh, here. I love that. It looks I know that that other Evian is probably someone sitting beside him, but I love that. It looks like he's got just two bottles of Evian. Like he's either he's like <laughs> super thirsty or he's yeah. like, I, I want two bottles. I just need them. And I, I know it's funny. Here. You'll uh, see it's it's super no. makeshift too. The whole thing is like very last minute, like the tables kind of shitty. Yeah. It's it's wonderful. They do I also Look love the very out. that that curtain was looks dated for the time. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. It was this like 94, 95? Or this sorry, is, sorry, no, this is 96, 97, 97. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna click yeah. play, okay? Yeah, yeah. And especially not at the scale. So everybody's saying, should we do this? Should we not do this? But when it came to doing it at that scale, I said, well, if they're going to put that much money in reissuing the movie, I want to get it right this time. So that was the thing that I said, well, because before, I mean, the idea of spending $5 million to noodle on a movie, you know, that you can't do that unless there's some way that somebody who's put the $5 million in is going to say, well, all right, hopefully maybe we can get some of that money back. This is true. I want to address that. That's a really good point, Pete. Because this would have been a whole ass celebration panel. This would have been like this would have like been live tweeted. Oh my god! Yeah, it's like the it would have been Feige in front of like the crowd, like say like yes. like George up there with like and in, in, in 1997 we've got the special editions, all three coming out. <laughs> and in 1999, I'm gonna do I, I'm gonna do a movie you're gonna love. So, but no, that yeah, is... it would be like a big. It would be a production today. Like it would be see, isn't that insane? Hyped. Yeah, isn't that insane? And like Pete's so right. This is what this is would have been played out so differently in 2022. Wait, and that's Danny. No, no announcement yet. Tomorrow no. on streaming Star Wars, there will be excited. an announcement. Yes, that's <laughs> we're very excited. Um, also Brian Fry coming in clutch, typical Brian Fry. He actually Always. has a little bit of this, but it's Rick on on his ah. on his page so we're gonna go to that in a minute as well i got yes. one of ben bird as well so let's uh let's keep watching this is super interesting by the way don't know if you noticed 
they had to handwrite their signs. That's how unprofessional this Wait, is. On. Look at that. Rick- oh, oh, I'm just now looking at the signs. George doesn't yes. even have one. Nope. And I don't know who's to the to the right He's of like, George, or I guess the left. They, they, they know who I am. Yeah. But like literally, <laughs> Rick's got one, and Ben Burt has one as well. It's pretty wild. I'm going to click play. Yeah. This is awesome. So insane. It, it, filmmaking doesn't quite work like that. You, you try to make the movie that you write as a script, and along the way, you have to make a, a large number of compromises. There's never enough time, never enough money. Uh, some things just aren't possible. Um, and so you have to rewrite, change, uh, and in some cases, cut things out that you'd plan to have in the movie. Um, and um, those are always, you know, some, sometimes you cut things out because they don't belong in the movie because it was an idea that didn't work. Uh, and it just, the, work, the film works better if you cut them out. Sometimes, like in the case of uh, the Job of the Hut scene, it was a scene that worked and could have been in the movie, but at the same time, uh, at that point in history, ILM was coping with so much work and it was a brand new company and we were way behind the schedule. To add that sequence, which was a stop motion sequence, which we hadn't done too much of at that time, um, just would have broken the back of no, the it's funny. operation. We couldn't. I wonder if a stop motion job, because this is some, uh, Jerry and I never argue, and, and I mean that genuinely. We have We have different thoughts on certain things, but our biggest yeah. argument ever, like deeply, deeply, um, that the job of the hut scene. It, I, I always said, and Hello Greedo was on my side. That's one of our most downloaded episodes for some reason. The Hello Greedo special edition desertion. Um, we had argued heavily that I feel like the Jabba sequence ruined the mystery of Jabba when you get to Return of the Jedi. You know, but it's kind of cool when True. you look at it as an overall canon thing, it's kind of cool to see that Han and Jabba interaction, yeah. but it's you know, the you're, same you're... scene between him and Greedo. It's the exact same yes. lines. Same as well, scene. Yeah. Which literally whatever, you know, like it's like, yeah, I, I know that, but yeah, yeah, it's this. Listen, it exists. This is interesting. I would agree. Argue that Jabba did. Okay. So I'm in the same belief, but how awful would it have been to see a stop motion, not fully realized Jabba the Hutt? Because it wouldn't be have looked like it looked suit. in 83. Yeah, it was either going to be that or it was going to be stop motion Jabba, which would look, I don't even know if that would even look good. That would look yeah. crazy. So, I don't know. We watch Light Magic. We know it's almost impossible to do anything like that. Let's see. Yeah. So I'm under the tippet or the chest. Yeah, literally, like Jabba would have been, that would have been so been much work to do stop motion. So were they gonna? They were gonna replace the the dude, right? The dude in the fur. They were gonna replace him with the stop yeah. motion character, right? Okay. That's yes. So yes. That's well. So they can wild. even do that back then. Yeah. You know. Look at I this. guess this is like I overlaying it over the top. Han, make me a cheese. Maca cheese day. Maca cheese day. Suka crispa grido. <laughs> Why did you pot, why did you fry poor Greedo? And why did you fry poor Greedo? Poor Greedo. Listen, so, for that line alone, it works. I, now, I will constantly be hate. the curmudgeon. I will constantly be what, the curmudgeon. I fucking love this. Hate. I freaking love this scene. What I is love the line we scene. both hate, though? What's the line we both hate? I what don't know. It? Listen, you got it wrong. I love nope. it. Oh, I'm I sorry. Love I it. hate. What you is it? hate Say this it. with a passion. I love it because it's so Han Solo. He's like, Jabba, oh, you're a wonderful what? human being. Which honestly is probably a little space racist. 
Um, but you know, it was 1977. Whatever. Jared would love that. That's all I'm gonna say. Jared's in into- <laughs> space racism. He loves racism. Space racism. He loves it. It's his bread and butter. We could never have finished the film. So I just cut it out of the movie because I figured that the the plot part, which is the exposition, which is that Han had a price on his head and needed to be um, that was his motivation, was handled in the Greedo scene, which is the scene before that. So plot-wise, in this particular movie, it wasn't essential that it be there. Uh, it was going to cost way too much money and take too much time to do it. And I figured I didn't know whether I was ever going to get to make the other movies. So I figured if I didn't oh, make yeah. the third movie, the, the, the idea of introducing Jabba the Hutt really wasn't that important. Cause there we go. If there never was a third movie, then it doesn't, wasn't relevant and it was a bigger idea. So I just figured uh, to expedite matters, we would cut it out. Um, and then that was gone. I mean, I was frustrated and I was kind of, uh, you know, disappointed that it couldn't be in the movie. But there's a lot of things I was disappointed about uh, in that movie. And I wasn't real happy with it when it came out and, and never felt it really got finished. So, uh, and I never expected to be able to fix it. That's the normal way of making movies. I mean, almost any filmmaker can go back and say, gee, if I only had another few days, some more money, I could really fix a lot of those things that slipped by that uh, I'd give anything to fix at this point. And, um, you know, I was fortunate enough when this opportunity came up to what we were going to do for the 20th anniversary, you know, is it going to be a convention? Should we reissue the films and everything? And the idea of reissuing the films took hold. That's when I said, this is my chance. This is my chance to fix all those things. So uh, I took it. and I'm, I'm very happy with it. How See, happy- that's... That's interesting because, like, what would you rather? And I know this sparked Jared is actually Jared and Alden did an amazing podcast. This is what kind of sparked like some early fandom menace mentality of like, yeah. it's ours. You gave it to us, but now you're taking it back and and ruining it. It's such a weird way of thinking because this man's entitled to do whatever he wants with his art. I mean, it's right. his art. Like people, well, and- people go back. Like, and I I've had arguments with Eric about this. Not really arguments, but like. Do you like the original mixing of a Beatles track or the remastered one in the 2022 remix? Like, what do you prefer? Because you are tampering with the original designer's art. I don't know. What do you, yeah, what's your the take warmness on that? to the sound and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't think anyone in the chat is like, I, I think everyone in the chat knows that I am a special edition fan. I've got the yes. 95 special edition, like the original VHS is right back here. Uh, yeah. Along with, along with the last original on. release. And stuff. Yeah, yeah right I got, I got, there. I got the faces original. The last time, Me the original too. own it for the last time, and then, own it uh, for the last. Then time. I've got the, yeah, yeah. I got the special edition. You know, immediately when that came out. You know. Yeah, but, of uh, course. It- so I had seen them on there, but like that, I got to see them in the theater. Yeah, and that's so and, cool. I mean, you could argue why, like, and my parents took me to every one of them. Like yeah. they were like, okay, we'll go see it whenever it comes out. We're gonna go see it. God. The next couple of months, we're gonna. You go were see ten, it. right? Or you were like nine? Um, you were like the perfect oh, age. I was like ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. Yeah, because I was twelve in in ninety-nine. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. So oh. like it was like the perfect. Yeah, yeah, man. Like the whole damn. Like, um, like all of it. I remember just loving the new graphics and everything. Like which I know now sure. it looks a little dated. Like I would love for them to retouch everything. And yeah, a, I would like a re-release of the special edition. But wait, like even remember, specialer. But anyway, remember what I did for you? It was right after I think some stuff went down in your life. I did a digital oh, copy yeah. 
of got- of the special edition and four by three and i sent it to you yeah. so that does exist it's, that i it's beautiful it's awesome we should do a what maybe we should do a watch with the patrons i'm just saying but um, that's right all right but yeah no it's it listen um as far as my th- what was the question my thoughts on um him going back and and touching up your art like what do you yeah. how do you feel about that because i'm i'm mixed on it because I am, for example, I, I don't know if I ever told this story uh, on a live stream. I've told it in the podcast years ago, but I literally, and thank God for Best Buy, Jerry has the same exact, I think, feeling as me. Thank God for Best Buy. Um, <laughs> I went and bought yes. a Blu-ray burner back in 2014, and I got the despecialized editions, and I literally borrowed, I bought a Blu-ray burner, I bought a 10 disc of Blu-rays, and I bought burned, I think, three of each movie on a Blu-ray and I bought the Blu-ray runner back to Best Buy in the same weekend. So I could have the despecialized <laughs> versions at home. So if I wanted to watch it without any, it's a fan edit, obviously, but it's yeah. taking all the special editions, you know, I guess fluff out of it. So it's exactly how it would have been seen in theaters. It's it's like really high high resolution remaster. So I'm unfortunately I'm I'm like in a weird middle area. I want to watch it what it looked like if my dad was watching it in 77. Like that's something I have a deep, deep thought right. and deep feelings for, you know? Right. Which in yeah. like, I mean, again, like the thing with, so an artist going back and retouching their art. Yeah. With paintings and sculptures, maybe not, that doesn't work so good, but with, what about like the Jesus one? Music, what about the, remember the one where the lady touched up the photo of the mosaic of Jesus. And it was like that uh, horrible image. Have yeah, you seen like that? Well, yeah, but no, yeah, like yeah, that's why I'm it. saying it doesn't so much work for that kind of stuff. And like yeah, with film yeah. and stuff, you can go back and add it in and change it a little easier, yeah. um, or or do what you want. But I mean, like yeah. Seth uh, or see Gallinorian Saber said it in the chat here. Yeah. You know, like an artist's never truly done with their work that's and everything. Right. You know, that's true. Artist's work is never truly done, and yeah. it's George's films. Ultimately, they're mm-hmm. not ours. I mean, I know, like, no. yeah, like we, they're not ours. They're his. And you don't have to like them at all. That's no. not what I'm saying. But like, I, I, per, I will say, I personally don't get the hate. I don't. And no, I understand, I like, when, again, wanting you're like, and again, maybe if they would actually release those original cuts legitimately. Yeah. And, and again, there's not been an original cut of Star Wars since 1977. I'm just saying, like, it, that's like, true. It, the the original, original it. cut, it was changed several times in the next couple of years. And you know what's funny? That um, is, there's a whole YouTube series on that. And I know other podcasts we associate with have yeah, broken uh, Bla- that down. Blast Points did a great episode yeah, on it, you know? They did. It's got yep. different soundtracks, even. Like, there's different, like, uh, mm-hmm. there's different um, audio tracks that went to different yep. theaters and everything. So, yep. like, what film did you see? Exactly. Which version? There's so many. Yeah, you know, the funny thing about this, uh, I remember I watched this with my friends. I watched Clue back when I was a senior in high school on Netflix, and Clue was shipped to theaters with different endings. So you would go mm-hmm. and talk to your friends at school, and they were like, well, wait, that's not how mine ended. Mine ended this way. And they would go like and a fun talk, little trick back the other in friends. the days before the internet. Yeah. So, like, there's there's something to that. I feel like people would be livid if a movie did that now, which is kind of nice, yeah. you know? It's an artistic thing. But I agree with George for the most part. He has I never love right that to kind do this. Of, I love that subversive stuff, though. Like, I'm big yes. on that. Like, I think that's kind of fun. That's why I like The Last Jedi so much. I feel like it subverts your expectations in a good way, which I know is the bad thing that, like, everyone's like, ugh. Um, but anyway, like I, I think that I think that art should do that to you sometimes. 
if you're sure. going in expecting what you're going to get out of a story, like, and it, it hits beat for beat, what, yeah. what's the fun in that? Yeah. I think. I, I say, where's the fun? Where's cool. the, where's all that? Yeah. Imagine watching, imagine watching Star Wars, which everyone's so familiar with and watching it with new stuff on top of it. That must've been, a, I mean, Jerry, that must've been insane. And Dude, I, mean I was like, I'll tell you, I was actually, and I was 10. I was a little bummed that Empire Strikes Back didn't have any new stuff barely in it. It barely did. Like, this is my favorite City. one. Like, it's, honestly, City, yeah. it looks so much better. I think everyone yeah. who even doesn't like the special editions will admit Empire's pretty good. It you looks know? really good. The Empire one's um, pretty good. Um, but yeah, I remember being cool. upset that they didn't add extra stuff because <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you built yeah. this is extra stuff. Whereas if there's more windows, yep. okay, cool. You know? Yeah. But anyway. This is funny. Yeah. I got a I got a message from Brian Fry, yet again, one of our favorite people, a patron of the show. Um, I think. Yeah, he is. So yeah, he sent us his special editions on laser disc. For anyone that does not know, this is proto uh, I guess, or pseudo DVDs. I uh I have a it's couple like of just myself. The, it's like but, a CD um, the size of like a, a record, right? Yeah, it's incredible. It I got huge. a student here spamming the chat. Hi. Hello, kiddo. Hi. Glad to Hi. see you're in here. Hi. 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 I also want to acknowledge a few things that people were saying in here while I was talking with G. Um, I agree. Love, hate. That's my. That's where I'm at. Honestly, that's where I'm at. Look at this. Um, 97. Ooh, all three big screens. That's amazing, Brian. God. It's, That's it was amazing. such a magical year because then they had all the yeah. toys too, you know, like they had all the toys and the, uh, yeah, like this is Power from the, the special edition toys and everything like, in, Oh, that's the, that was stuff. the, like, yeah, I'll pull it up big show it, it was, again. Oh, it was a mat. It was a magical time is the, uh, like, you know, every movie had, um, different toys to be released when the movie came out and everything. So at cool. Taco Bell. And I, I just, again, I love that kind of stuff. I love all yeah. of it. Like it's, it's just, it has a special place in my heart. And again, yeah. like, I, again, you don't have to love it, but like we, we've already been through this in our other episode and all this, but like, mm -hmm. I, it's one of those things where I truly like, I, I have so much love for it. I won't poo poo, but I'm also like, I no. don't get it. And you know what? Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Well, it's funny just because this just don't yuck my yum. This press release was before anything had been shown. Like no one knew, like maybe in some magazines that we knew what it could look right. like. But I like this because it hasn't really even been aired yet. So I want to hear what he says about that. Ooh, I'm yeah, sure he yeah, brings yeah. it Let's up. This. How happy? <laughs> I heard Rick. Happy. <laughs> I'm very happy with it. How happy? <laughs> How happy? Happy. Okay. Young Rick voice, man. We'll be back. <laughs> Special effects don't make a movie. You know, the story makes the movie. Oh, my God. Allow you to tell a particular story. We just Steve's said back. that. We just said that. The story, because he says that in Light and Magic. The, the, the yeah. story, I'm sorry. Story, the special effects make the movie. The story, the story, the story makes the movie. The story, the story, the story, the story. Holy shit, he just did the exact thing he said. Yeah. That's insane. Happy. Okay. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> special effects don't make a movie. You know, the story makes the movie. And all the special effects do is allow you to tell a particular story. Um, so in the original Jedi, I wanted to do a musical number. The state of the art at that point was that I could just barely get maybe 15 or 20 seconds out of it with a puppet that sort of moved around a little bit. That was all I could do. That was, look at that. If face. I wanted to do a big musical number, it wasn't two I seconds. I got to go back to that face. That was an incredible face. Oh, around a little bit. That was all I could do. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the that's like the cover of his sitcom oh, DVD look. That's all I can do. What about George? <laughs> look at 
I love George Lucas. Oh, Jesus. That's all I could do. But that's so, true. You know, I, I, want, do. I want to hear more of those thoughts. That was a really good point. So, in the original Jedi, I wanted to do a musical number. The state of the art at that point was that I could just barely get maybe 15 or 20 seconds out of it with a puppet that sort of moved around a little bit. That was all I could do. That was, if I wanted to do a big musical number, it wasn't possible at that time. There was, you know, we could have gone in and done some stop motion stuff, but the stop motion at that point was not really up to the, the level that I had wanted to do this sequence, you know, in terms of expression, because it was mostly faces and singing and stuff. And, um, and we toyed with it and then, again, ran out of time and money and just said, well, you know, okay, 15 seconds of a musical number is fine there. Let's get on with it. Uh, but I'd always wanted to put it back. And new technology allows you to go one step further and make it what you originally envisioned it to be. So as a filmmaker, it's not like writing a book where you can use words to create an imaginary world in the reader's mind. Film is very literal. You actually, I mean, there's a certain kinetic reality uh, that works that can fool the audience. But at the same time, you're stuck with a very literal interpretation of what's going on. You have to create something to photograph that that fools the audience into thinking they're creating an imaginary world that allows them to function in this, in this um, make-believe environment. Doing it with words is much easier. You know, you don't you don't actually have to construct the things. Hmm. Mythology in general. Is... I mean, that was a good thing to digest. Um, it's interesting, right? When you hear this man talk, all he wanted to do was revolutionize everything about the business. He wanted to, yeah. like, literally. He just wanted to completely magic. change it forever. Yeah, he wanted to walk into, like he said. We dreamed of this 15 years ago, talking about the volume, right? Like, this is what we yeah. always wanted. We had it's ideas for this, just a virtual set. Like, like he knows what he wants, and he has the finances to back up what he wants. And people don't people don't give this enough credit. Special editions in the prequels were not studio-funded. They were just studio-distributed. All the yeah. funds came from George Lucas, Sky... Uh, um, what's it George called? Um, Walton Lucas. ILM... And and Lucasfilm, like he funded mm -hmm. everything. That's why that's why these have a certain feeling to them. I don't know. There's something right. to this, right? Like he obviously, and people don't even bring this up. He revolutionized digital cinema experiences. We would yeah. not have, you that's know, we have Adobe we have. Theater. Yes, literally. I remember literally. how huge. I remember how huge they pushed that the first digital movie would be Attack of the Clones. I remember yep. all of that push. I remember so much about <sighs> ads and like talking about it on the news, like everywhere. It's was insane. About it. Yeah, insane. It's like like wow, okay, it's you can name an Enlightened Magic talks about that. You can name like forty different things: digital editing, three D animation. Like this was all because George funded it. He is. He is yeah. so integral in how movies have become the way they are. And like, like THX, one of my favorite, mm -hmm. uh, like coolest sound mm -hmm. ever. Greatest parody so awesome. on uh, tiny tune adventures. Just saying the audience oh, yeah? is now deaf. Yes. Dude, yes, they yes. have one on robot chicken. They have one on robot chicken where, where I think it's, did you, you watched it yesterday where IG 88 walks in and yeah. he's like, he's like, Oh no, they, it's THX 1138. What's up, man? And he goes, the room is rattling. And he's like, yeah, you got to go. But yeah. Dingar was like, nah, bro, you got to go. I was like, I kind of missed that old. I missed that old. Oh, dude. Like now it's like God. the, 
it has a little bit of it at the end, but it's like the boom, 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 boom. But it's you know, it, yeah. it's very flashy and all that kind of stuff. It's yeah. great for the kids. Um, oh. I miss my blue box and white letters and loud yes, noise that, that kind of grated on my nerves, See, but also made me fall in love. Digital audio editing is something else. So, like, you got to think when film was coming out. Obviously, all the audio and music were all on a piece of strip running with the movie, which is insane. All on a magnetic tape strip that would be playing through the five point round five point one surround sound. Now, George in the eighties found a way to digitally alter the sound channels and make them to where you can have true five point one all right. digital. And it's just like people don't talk about not just Star Wars enough, obviously, but like they don't talk about his achievements in terms of like changing well, everything he, for us how he inspired other people who made things that revolution like i mean like yes. john noel because he got a job luke's film and all this because like he he ended up creating photoshop and everything right like it's literally like, so many things that a lot of people use or use variations of in the modern world yep. like if you have an app on your phone that you can edit photos do like you have a, a function in your camera, the camera on your phone, the, the photo section that you like it's yeah and it's not photoshop but it's like it comes from that kind of Oh yeah, that technology it all from that. Yeah, and watch. Here's a here's a great example. There's a video I'm gonna play. It's 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 right here. It's Ben Burt digitally editing. I think Attack of the Clones. Right. Watch. Hi Ben. Hi George. How's it going? It's going all right. Like imagine that... editing on those CRTs. Like that's insane yeah. to me. Then they also at ILM they were doing video chat across the world in 2003. Right. Watch. Here you go. There's the Rick Meister. How? There's the Rick Meister. How? Like, it's... they were always on the breaking edge of shit, man. Mm -hmm. What we're doing right now, they've been doing for almost 20 years. It's just like. Yeah. Since we, since oh. uh, Scotty was in diapers and I was 12 years old. So, yes. You know. Yes. I was seven. Even before. Well, let's move on. <laughs> well, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's part of, it's part of I may have the, been in diapers too. Who knows? <laughs> I, I tend to reflect on this a lot and I do this with people my age and you too, Jerry. I reflect on how much things have changed ever since our childhood. But in terms of just technologically speaking, like we anyone could be a broadcaster now. Who would have ever thought that? Like anyone, like anyone could be a Larry King. Like I even said Alden Diaz's Ryan Johnson interview is Larry King level. Like if yeah. you have the skills, you can do it too. And you'll see tomorrow when we announce our guest. I mean, you can, it's just achievable. I don't know. It's, it's, it's impressive to me. It just blows my mind how, how I just easy can't believe Mark Campbell be. decided to sit down with us. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, it's got, <laughs> I got you. I got, got you. you. Fell for it. You thought. No, but that was, yep. a, that's going to be a good chat with Robert Rodriguez as well. That's going to be a really good chat with Robert Rodriguez. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It's going to be good. Shh, Scotty. Shh. Moving on. Anyway. And you'll have to decide if you think it's real or not and not sleep for the rest of the night. It's great. Used to uh, convey certain social values, certain social mythology, I think. Precepts to, from one generation precepts. to another generation and to hand it down. In the beginning, obviously, it was an oral tradition and it was really designed to give the community itself a cohesive set of. Um, uh, sort of thinking modules that allowed them to be a society. Uh, and then these were told in story form because that was the best way to teach it. When I got into college, and Hold I on. studied anthropology and I- Joseph Campbell stuff right there. That was, he used the phrase yeah, teaching stuff. modules. 
he 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 used the phrase teaching modules and like i don't know if y'all know this but the lucas foundation is like and you can look it up like george lucas has a whole educational foundation and like i have the newsletter i get it like every week and like it's just like that was such a teaching thing even though he's not naturally a te- i mean he's naturally a teacher but not certifiably a teacher he just has that like you can trust him not because you know he's right you just know there's something in that guy where you're like you know what like that he's there's no way he's wrong you know what i mean like right. he may he's not get a comprehension of the subject whether whether yes. or not he is a formal like formally educated beautifully teacher. said jerry i agree that's exactly what it is he's just someone you you know you know he knows what he's talking about right you're not right. going to question it it might be a little bit of a knowledge, but he's he's got something there. Like that was that was so beautifully said. That's all Star Wars is. It's mythology. It's you culturally how it impacts the culture. That's, oh, I love that. That was awesome. I'm gonna keep playing if that's okay. Yeah, we. Oh, I, fine. Okay, I guess. <laughs> so I got into this stuff. I realized, and uh, one of my instructors said, you know, the, the Western was the last of the American mythology, and and really probably one of the last of the world mythologies that had been developed. <laughs> And then in the 60s, that all fell apart and Western sort of, you know, went by the wayside, especially in the film business, uh, not necessarily in the literary field. But um, as a popular myth transport, we were sitting there with, you know, nothing specifically mythic. Um, And uh, one of the reasons that I started doing the film was I was interested in creating a, a new kind of myth and using space to do it because that's the new frontier. Well, the issue was is that we, it was always meant that Greedo fired first. Oh my God! Wait a and minute. In the, in the original, holy film, shit! Hold on. I'm not that ready. was a quick transition. That I'm was a harsh cut. Um, but I mean, we can all agree on that. Like that's that's why we that's why we do this, and that's literally why is that oh, I can have I a late night say, conversation. I, yeah. Well, I was gonna, I can have a late night conversation with Jerry and just talk about what George did or about why Ben Solo is this or why Obi Wan yeah. is this. Like there's right. It's yeah. story. It's myth making. I don't know. There's it's deep. It's it's just so there's something to it, man. And um, yeah, wait, this is great. Brian brought up a really good point right here. In the early 90s, we shopped around a couple of shows submitting the network development departments. No bites. But that was the route today. Post on YouTube, TikTok, stream it yourself. And that's that's all because of George. Literally, then, literally. Right. All because of George. Digital and, editing. And now like all people, of it. people can vote with their dollars, clicks, whatever. You know, it's. Yeah. You know, so yeah. crazy. So crazy. Um, too much. That content. was that. So, no, that, not too much. George, there's, there's, it's the it's the uh, uh, freedom of of content creation. I guess a little yeah. bit. Like it's kind of like a. Uh, yeah. Anyway. I was gonna show. Um, I'm, I'm uh, very whack. I'm waxing very poetic about uh, YouTubers, and is. I should I should just stop. <laughs> um, you don't get that too well. And then there was a discussion about well, it's good that it's left amorphous and everything, but I basically. Uh, in terms of Han's character and everything, I didn't like the fact that when he was introduced, God the first damn it. Hand. In terms of a hand, hand character, sorry. Don't you love how uh, uh, Lando Calrissian essentially just says everything like George Lucas? Oh yeah, because Billy D took the direction he had to. Gungans. He had to take the direction. Gungans, Gungans you know. Uh, Naboo. I, I want to like... hear Billy D. Williams say Gungans so bad. <laughs> Gungans. 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 It's amazing. Gungans. And everything. I didn't like the fact that when he was introduced, the first thing he did is just gun somebody down in cold blood. That wasn't what was meant to be there. And um, the uh, the other issue, and again, it's a perception issue, um, 
when you're doing something like this. Uh, we had three different versions of that shot. And one he fires very close to when hand fires. And there, one was three flames later, one was three flames later. And we sort of looked at it and tried to figure out which one would be perceivable, but wouldn't, you know, uh, you know, wouldn't look corny. And it's very hard to do that because, I mean, obviously, if you know the film real well and you're looking for that, you see it. If you don't know the film very well and you're just watching the movie, it almost goes right by you. Yeah. You don't even. It's you know, so it's fast. A lot of things going on. People don't I didn't know that was a debate until literally 2012. Like, I didn't even know that was a thing that people talked about. Well, like Han shot first or. Yeah, I just didn't know that was a thing. I had no idea. I had no idea. Even in 2005, right. I had no idea. I was a kid. Well, well like even didn't me matter. growing up, like it wasn't like a huge thing. Like, I mean, I, no. I think when I started working at the movie theater, my friends there started like, that's how I found out about it, you know. But I've always like, you know, I watched both versions and I was like, all right. They still shoot at each other. It's fine. Yep. Whatever. And I'm again, yep. I know I'm very controversial on this. Um, I think I'm the future. I'm just saying it. People are just going to watch this. <laughs> so I'm going to win. Eventually. Let's keep it going. But, yeah. <laughs> I win. Even now. You're playing the long so game. So it's trying to find that medium ground. And it's always this way in uh, it's all my kids in watching. film. Uh, of what, do, what, what can the majority of the audience perceive and what can't they perceive? And uh, one of the things that I do and I like, but that accusations have been made about is I like fast-paced movies and I like things to go by in a there very almost surreal way and um, so you know I'm caught between doing things that work for me uh, with you know really understanding and scenes and understanding what's going on and the audience which I know is looking at something for the first time and things go by in a very different way and so there's always this, this conflict about where you draw the line and uh, Perhaps I should have done it two frames sooner. <laughs> <laughs> he's got, he's so weird. It's like, he's got a great sense of humor and he has to, you know, to make films so lovable and, 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 you know, and I mean, endearing. And I mean, I, I think he hadn't quite gotten the, the ire, the full yeah. wrath of yeah. the fans that he created yet. Oh yeah. Like it was after the special editions again, like, you know, they were saying, and um, it, it turned George from that, like very happy. And again, like I, not that he's not happy. Like he's, I think he's still very, I, I think he's still a very jovial guy, but I think he's a sure. lot more pragmatic and maybe, maybe a little more cynical. He turned, but it turned George from that happy go lucky guy to this. <laughs> That was a beautiful transition. Good God. That is awesome. But yeah, it's awesome. just. <laughs> you want one more time? You want one more time? Look at it. Look, look no, at, it, was, look it. it was perfect. From, from that, from that to this. To that. Noodles. You did this to him. Eat like noodles are God. <laughs> Listen, do you know, do you read it? Do you read it? Star, Star Empire Strikes Back Wars? <laughs> It works, though. <laughs> you know, we had this kind of low-budget young director and all this kind of problems that we had to cope with, which made the film less than what it could be. With Kirshner and Empire, it was a much better situation. and We had a lot more resources, and Kirshner's a great director, so we didn't really have to change too much. But most of what we changed 
one were some things like Cloud City, which Kirsch was complaining on the set, and I was saying, look, I, you know, they're just not going to let us have any more set because you know it costs too much, and and uh, and the idea of putting in digital backgrounds, you know, that that didn't exist then. You couldn't, you wouldn't even think about doing something like that. So um, a lot of the end, the, the same thing with a snow monster. You know, we tried to have a snow monster. We built a snow monster. Snow it just monster. looked terrible, and it was Kirschner. You know, said, you know, we can't let this stay in here. I said, you're right, it's terrible. So we cut it out. We had somebody else do another little tiny puppet that we used just marginally to give you the impression of a monster. But we all wanted to have that monster in there. And a lot of these things are things you want on the set that you have to make compromises for. And you say, now we're going to do it the way we wanted to do it then. And again, it's part of it's an economic opportunity. Somebody's willing to put up some money and we can, you know, whenever for a filmmaker, you're, rest you're restricted by your resources. They give you X amount of dollars. I know this doesn't always happen here, but they give you X amount of dollars and you pretty much have to live with it. And if, you know, you sort of say, well, I, you know, I got so many days and they're going to cut me off and I got so much stuff and you have yeah. to sort of make it work within reason. Uh, I know a lot of the times the stories come out that it's very different, that people just spend resources like they, there's no restrictions. But in 99% of the cases, there are very severe restrictions. And that was the original Hold intention. On. That was interesting. That was That's you know, and I, I'm a firm believer in this. It's something that I learned from Jack White as a kid. As a kid, limiting what you have can either lead to two things. It can lead to like a mental roadblock or it can lead you to like absolute creativity. For example, like Jack White was a minimalist in design. Mm. So every album was three colors. It was red, black, and white. That's it, right? That's the, yeah. That's all you had to work with. His stage presence, what he wore on stage, red, black, and white. The picks he used, red, black, and white. The guitars he played, the drums on. It was like that is how he approached it. And that limiting your creativity can help you so much. It allows you to rethink certain things. But also, it does almost make you too constricted. And, you know, you have potential to do so much more. Like, Here's a great example. Early Beach Boy albums versus later Beach Boy albums. Early Beach Boy albums is super straightforward guitar. And then later Beach Boy albums, mm -hmm. you got literally goats and cows. Like that scene in Dewey Cox, right? Or Dewey, Dewey. Right. And I'm not even singing on this song, Dewey. I think the goat's getting more airtime than I am. It's just like, yeah, the, he's got the, he's got the, the black choir. He's got like, mm -hmm. oh, it's like he's got, he's got yodelers. I'm like that. That is when you you know, use too much of your resources. And George is right. I mean, when you limit yourself, you can, it can be, it can put a hinge on you, but also it can really help you out. It's, it's really interesting. I've never really heard George say that before, but it's part of it. Do you have any thoughts on that at all? I'm, I'm just, how do you approach it? Cause creativity is weird for us, right? You and I have different approaches. To creativity. Do you think less is more or more helps? I mean, what do you think? My take on it is what's your style? That's true. You know, that's I think both true. can work in different situations. Yeah. You know, like what, what's, what is your style? What are you passionate about? What is, what is the medium that you can work in? And yeah. like, you know, like the, the overproduced songs and stuff, like the weirdness and everything. Like I, I'm a, look, listen, I'm an arcade fire fan. Okay. Yeah. Like I, like I, super layered. I, I love, I love out there. Weird. Layered. Like, and yeah. like, give me all the, give me the didgeridoo with the goat, with the choir, with the, with the, sure. Give, like, I, I want to hear works. what it sounds like. Right. You know, if it's something that, yeah, if, if, if it strikes, uh, you know, 
my fancy whatever but like yeah with when it comes to art again like it's what medium do you want to work what medium are you passionate about yeah and go yeah. with that and like jack white jack white's minimalist that's him that's jack white yeah. that's who he is look at his new tour i'm going to see him in yes. september it's george all lucas george lucas is rontos and freaking musical numbers and you better yep. get effing used to it that's all i'm saying <laughs> see, he told it's you like in 97 Sorry. Look, and I'll show you the difference. Here's here's the difference of sensibilities because we both have different approaches. I, when it comes to design, right. extremely minimalist, tells you exactly what you say. There's no borders. <laughs> it's blue. Say. Well, it's blue, and it's mm -hmm. us. Dude, this is so wild. Look at our shirts right now. Holy oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> no way. <laughs> this is insane. This did that, not happen on purpose, guys. This is where me and Scotty, intentional. me and Scotty are like <laughs> right there. Uh, you wore that because, because Rick, we were going to see some Rick. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I yeah, wore this yeah, because I'm like, oh, we're talking about the bombast, the original bombastard himself <laughs> and his definitive editions. Thank you. There we much. go. You're not wrong. And like, Boom. look. This is Jerry's approach to design. He's got more. He's like, he likes darker colors. He likes brighter mm -hmm. fonts. And I like a lot of Jerry's designs look I love this way. I, I, it's, 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 and like, here's a great example, right? You like that your eyes draw to a certain area. I like when my eyes kind of go over. Look, another Jerry design. Great example. Of one, <laughs> that one, okay. Now that one, listen, now this one's kind of like a cluster F like I used to do for like our, our, our yeah. things like that. But like, but, listen, that's a return of the Jedi. Uh, uh, that, that, like that's the that's that poster, okay? That's what see, that is, is going to happen. Here, Alden's going to come on. Here's focus. some here more. Here's some more examples dog, of my can of hot dogs. My hot dog Rick, right? Hot like, dog Rick. There's there's something to this. I don't know. And, and I Jerry and I have our own approaches. Here's like here's the one that I put a lot of work into. It's Tim Cook. That is like bag. that's impressive. <laughs> this one took a lot of work because I even did the reflections and the I mm -hmm. flipped the logo because it would be flipped uh, if you saw it from his perspective. There was a lot of work that went into right. that one. This one, I don't even know who edited this one. Who did this one? Who was it? Nick? Was it Michael? I think it was or Nick, Nick, think it was Nick or, or Michael. Everyone has the their same own font. My Canon Junkie Corner, as well. If you notice, it's just a different color. <laughs> it's on Canva. Um, but uh, yeah, no, no, the Canva. Canva and I just figured out how to do the white outline around someone so they look like a. Sticker, oh, it's great! George, yeah, yeah so. shadows. So you you do shadows. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. awesome. Smart thinking. Now it can't but, be like, stopped. If it wasn't for that Photoshop, John Knoll, we would have what we have today with Canva. Yeah. And then think about think about like we were saying earlier, you know, that just the fact that we have chances to express our creative outlet in different ways, right. you know, through different mediums, through our own designs and our own aesthetic for art and what we like. It's just I don't know. There's yeah, it's there's something like you work you work in the place you're comfortable and what you, and again, what you're passionate about and stuff. And like, yeah. that's why th this show, this show is a melding of me and Scotty's mediums. Yeah, it is. It is. So that's, yeah, that's why you'll, it you'll like see it that works. in tomorrow's interview. You'll see exactly what we're talking about. When we have oh, that yeah. interview tomorrow. Oh, like we're going to be meshing all over, all oh, over. I guess we're going to be meshing with, and the guest is going to mesh with meshing us. So with, there's something oh, to we're that. all going to mesh. It's going to be a group mesh, <laughs> group mesh sesh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love that. Um, yes. Let's get back to this. Let's get back to this. Pretty determined to get those three movies finished. After the first film came out and suddenly it was a giant hit, which was a big story, I said, oh, I get to do these two movies. And everybody said, well, what are you going to do? And we going to say, well, gee, you know, I can do these backstories too. And that would be interesting to be able to make it. And that's where the sort of starting at episode four came because I said, well, gee, maybe I'll do this, the, the other three. You know, I can make three out of this backstory. And then, so that evolved right around the time the film was released. 
you know, after I knew it was a success. Uh, and then everybody started saying, well, you're going to do sequels. Uh-oh. I said, gosh, sequels. Well, I guess I could do sequels. You know, I could do three, you know, of what happens later on. But that was really an afterthought. I don't have scripts. I don't have any story. The only notion on that one is, is wouldn't it be fun to get all the actors to come back when they're like 60 and 70 years old and make them make, make three more that are about them as old people? And So wait, that's so, interesting because that's not what we got because it's not about them. It's about the next well, generation. It is technically it is like them coming back at that age, though. Yes, yes. Um, but they aren't the uh, they aren't the focal point. The focal point no. is how do you pass the baton, no. which is kind of cool. And yes, yeah, I agree. First, A little bit of both. The first movie is all about Luke. Anyway, anyway, mm-hmm. that's not what like we're here. No, no, no. Oh, I like I like to hear look at look at though. that look at that man. He is rocketing out of his chair because he has so many good ideas. Look at that. He's going to go write them. I'm going cl- to go back for a second. Let's hear it. The power of his ideas. But that was really an afterthought. I don't have scripts. I don't have any story. The only notion on that one is, is wouldn't it be fun to get all the actors to come back when they're like 60 and 70 years old and make, them make, make three more that Insane. are about them as old people? And so that's about as far as that one's gone so far. These, obviously, the first six will get finished and will be... The, the film and then whether I go into a sequel to this is because I'll also be 70 soon. <laughs> I'm not sure whether that's going to happen. There we go. That was good. Um, I want to pull up one. Brian so Fry wild. sent us Brian yes. Fry sent us one that, uh, that he actually has on his channel. So give me one second while I get that queued up real quick. Let's see. This has go been pretty fun. To I, his I, channel. I don't know if I don't know oh, if everyone, yeah. he wants us to say that. Go go do it. But like, yo, it's been I, it's been a blast. I love being able to watch. Oh, what Brian? Brian has twenty three minutes of this. Hold up, nine views. Wow. Now this might- does have. Now Brian, I might not be able to play this because there could be some copyright footage and sound. Hold on. Uh, we might have to we might have to go review and maybe do a part two or something i'm gonna see what happens we'll just try see what we got so this is i guess brian you might have to clarify is this a was this from a dvd oh it's a second just started for old footage look at brian i love brian brian's a great guy brian is the is the goat as they say look at that graphic i know it's delicious DeLorean. I was by the way, that Back to the Future ride, so good. I miss it. It's not there anymore, right? Look at this. Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh, this is old school sci-fi. The 70s. For many, it was a decade to forget. But then in 1977, something happened that gave Americans a reason to remember. One event... (laughs) exploded onto the big Just screen. Star Wars. That's all that happened in the 70s. Now, 20 years later, we remember again. Wow. I think I remember watching this. Star Wars trilogy. I watched a lot of sci-fi back in the day. Star Wars was designed to be a theatrical experience. It was designed to be on the big screen. Anybody who's actually seen it on the Just screen Americans? knows 
pretty much what I'm talking about. The Star Wars Saga. It's a little story made in a very big way. We'll be safe enough once we make the jump to hyperspace. This technological masterpiece with ageless characters mesmerized the youth of yesterday. Of yesterday. Now, Mark Hamill says it's Look at him. to reintroduce those characters to a whole new generation. A pirate, a princess, a farm boy, a wizard, and a couple of laughable robots. What's not to like? A lot, according to Star Wars creator George Lucas. I wasn't real happy with it when it came out and, and never felt it really got finished. From dueling lightsabers to the epic space battles. Okay, I might, I might pause this because this is awesome. It, this is awesome. I want to get more of the really press good. conference. This is a badass. This is Let's like, see. and th there's a lot of copyrighted footage in this as well. <laughs> a lot. Let's see if this is more. Ah, uh, no, let's play that. Play that. <laughs> play it. Needed more than the force to blast Star Wars into the 90s. Meet his team of wizards and the tools they use. The <laughs> yeah, exactly what's <laughs> Exactly what's he. Wild Posse Dick. Oh, uh, I see you did the pause. Wild Posse Dick? Restored audio. Yeah. You can shake your seats. Enhanced images. It's like taking a layer of. Who is this guy? Is that Ted Cruz? <laughs> Who is that? Okay, I'm gonna. I don't want to. I don't want to get copyright attacked. But that that I'm gonna watch. It's that not good for later, business. Brian. It, it, it's, getting it's copyright not, strike is not good for business. That is. It's not good for we business. We should do like a. Maybe we could do a watch along with patrons. That's my. That that's be... just my thing. Uh, if we can't do it on the show because of copyright, well, let's just do it with the patrons, which we're. Yeah. Know, maybe we'll do. Uh, Maybe. after after you know Potathon, who knows? Yep, there will be more time to do silly things. Here's one mm -hmm. same channel. Big shout out to this channel, by the way. I haven't said anything. It, the channel's called uh, Take Two Mark TV. Take Two Mark TV. I just went and thumbs up their stuff. Um, this is Ben Burt's little, I guess, spliced up moments talking about the OT. Only has a hundred views. So weird. Wow. I don't. I want to see this full press release because. Apparently it's out there, and I'm sure we know someone that may have it. I've just never seen it before. So a lot of dead air there. This is really long title. Film student just graduating from USC, and I was hired by Gary Kurtz and George Lucas to begin collecting sounds. To develop Why does he always for, look uh, like this? Called the Star Wars at that time. Looks like a high school and principal. It was an opportunity that uh, was very special because I was given like about he's a literally year dressed like my high school to principal. roam around with a tape recorder and a microphone and develop sounds for the movie before it had actually been filmed. Uh, that was an unusual, uh, pro you know, it was an unusual profession at that time. No one developed sound and tried to customize sound uh, in that particular way. And I knew it was a very special opportunity, but I never realized how far it would come. I can remember the last time I was in this room about 22 years ago, I came in to play some sound uh, and I was standing back by the console there and I was with the mixers that were there and I reached to touch something and they slapped my hand and said, no, 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 <laughs> you know, 
you're not allowed to do that here kind of thing. And it was, I was just looked upon as kind of a film student and uh, it was my first indoctrination to the Hollywood uh, sound system. But now I'm back today and uh, hopefully that doesn't happen anymore. And uh, it's fun to, to, to see all that time pass and to see the changes that have taken place. God, that's, uh, I love that because he changed everything. I love that. I can't yeah. believe that someone told Ben Burton not to do his job. Like that's so surreal to me because he changed it's, everything. Yeah, no, he's God. the one who created the he created the lightsaber noise. Thank you very much. <laughs> like um, everything, he blended yeah. so much sound together, and someone was like, he no, also don't touch blend. That. He does blend Rick and George's voice voices. Uh, William, I can <laughs> with hear his mouth. It. I can hear it. Yes. <laughs> just, that's the magic of Ben Burt. <laughs> Question is: Are we are we abandoning the old acoustic sounds in favor of the synthetic sounds? No, not at all. This, 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 the audio style of Star Wars was set way back, and it was in a discussion where we were told that George, George said, I want an organic soundtrack. In other words, I want everything to sound as if it's plausible and real. And we decided at that time that, of course, the best way to guarantee that was to go out and record real sounds in the real world and build the Star Wars audio textures out of that material. And so we've always done that. And... Uh, I mean, I think despite all the advances in technology, the most critical item in the design of a sound of a film is the selection of just the right sound at the right moment. And also one person with a tape recorder wandering around trying to find just the right thing. In the speeder bike chase, there's a, a sound used over and over again when they shift gears and hit pedals and oh, yeah, hear it hear accelerate it. and go back and forth. That was a sound I heard. I was in an office at Elstree Studios and I heard a funny sound in the street outside. And I looked out and there was a guy with a pneumatic air hammer with a stone had gotten caught apparently in the, in the rubber hosing. And it was, <laughs> it was fighting with this thing. And I ran and got my tape recorder, went outside and said, don't do anything. Just wait a minute. And the guy was looking at me, you know, and I, I recorded him trying to flush this stone out of the broken pneumatic air hammer. And that sound became the basis for the speeder bikes, you know, and something I wouldn't have thought so cool. of or created in the studio. Uh, but it's that kind of alertness, I think, and, and the search for sounds. I mean, that, that holds, you know, the, the films are built up of many, many stories like that, of finding individual moments of sound. I want to so address one thing, too, because I think it's super important to think about. The special effects wouldn't work if the sound didn't work with them. You know what I mean? Like, right. like it's one thing to, like, have a really well-edited claymation, whatever it is, a special effect or anything rotoscoped in or even the Dykstra stuff, it wouldn't work if the sounds didn't work with it. It's wild. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. There's something. It's all, yeah. It's all in tandem. It's all in tandem. Yeah. Where it doesn't work at all. Yeah. It's not. God. And like, I could hear the, <laughs> no, I can hear it. Yeah. I could hear yeah, you're it. Shifting gears. Uh, you could hear it. Yeah. And they're like, the rock like, stuck I, in a pneumatic hammer. What the, you know, what the hell? Oh, God, I love uh, the this blasters is love are just ben like Burt. he's like hitting a wire. The wire, like it's so wild. I showed that yeah. to Eleanor the like the lightsaber thing, and she's like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." You know, like it's, yeah. it's just it's weird. It's it's weird yeah. and wild. And I again, your art. Like, what yeah. is your art? Like, what's your medium? Like, what you what is yeah. too much? What's not enough? And I mean, they're layering all kinds of sounds. He's going out, God. stopping construction workers, recording the most random stuff. <laughs> Think about like that, who dude. thinks like that? Who thinks like that yeah. except Ben Burt? Like, oh, oh, oh if I hit this God. wire, that's a cool noise. 
you know? So it's funny. Like, think about, uh, did he ever credit that guy? Or, like, is it just part of the environment so it doesn't really have a credit? Like, like that man, unknowingly, when his damn thing got stuck, like, and he could have been a complete, yeah. you know, not Star Wars fan or doesn't know what Star Wars is. He well, he probably didn't know. Like, changed, he is yeah. probably, he has unknowingly like changed, you know, the the sound of, you know, how we interpret the speeder bikes. Like, it's just, oh. I love yeah. this. I love this stuff. What if that guy knows oh, it, like it, like you said, like, it's just like, if he, if he's sitting there, like I'm the one who recorded that. So they recorded that sound from. Yep. Literally, literally. That's... So we'll anyway. continue to emphasize the so... organic acoustic element. I think always um, in, in uh, remastering the films, uh, there was really two very important reasons to do this. Of course, we had new material, new scenes, it had to be integrated into the original soundtracks. Uh, we had to be able to go in sort of surgically and uh, add our new material and connect it with the music oh, and dialogue wow. and sound effects that were there in the original recordings. And of course, there were many new enhancements to scenes which required new sounds to be overlaid uh, where there was new elements, new spaceships or new explosions or whatever it might be. But we also wanted to take advantage of the new technology that we have now, the fact that we can reach thousands of theaters around the world now with digital soundtracks, the DTS, the SDDS, and the Dolby SRD, yeah. digital formats which uh, now exist. It allows us for, uh, to, um, to, for the first time, reach a worldwide audience with the high-quality sound that the original films had, but we've also been able to now expand those soundtracks and really make it much more spatial because we can put sounds in different corners of the room. We can extend the low frequency so we can shake your seats. Wow. Uh, we can create a much more, uh, a, a more uh, uh, dynamic sound environment for the viewers. You know, the original soundtracks of, of the Star Wars trilogy uh, were very good. They were done by, uh, they were innovative. They were groundbreaking in their, in their day. But the heartache for someone like myself back at that time was that, yes, in a studio we could do wonderful things. We could hear something in a dubbing stage like this. But that kind of audio wasn't reaching the public on a worldwide basis. There were limited 70 millimeter releases, which were good. But by and large, uh, the work that we did to create an environment of sound, to, to create something articulate, uh, was not reaching the, the general public. Uh, it was very disappointing, after all, the work on the original trilogy to, to just go to an average theater somewhere in the country and hear it played uh, in, in, a, in an inferior fashion. But wow. that's all changing now. So we really uh, are able to take advantage of and have, have much greater confidence that the new digital tracks which we've created will get played back uh, in all their glory. The question is, are the oh, sound... That's, that's, that was a long one, but that was brilliant. Yeah. I mean, it's so weird. We take for granted, and I think most young people oh. may not realize this. I was talking to Katie about this two nights ago, how when we'd go into theaters... Like it would still be printed films with when we were growing up, and I know you worked you in the, the scratches you know? on the film. Yeah, I, I helped move prints. Yeah, yes, so insane, dude. And like, we have studio. Like, I can, you could see my speakers. I have studio mm -hmm. grade, you know, surround sound speakers are from two thousand eight, and they sound amazing. And if yeah. it wasn't for the innovations made by these gentlemen here, I mean. Yeah. Well, well in a lot of places that fallen into disrepair and I mean, it, it seems a little elitist, I think maybe, but at the same time, yeah. like, I mean, you want your 
the art that you've created to be uh, presented in the best way possible, right? Like you yep. don't want like a half yeah. version of it. And it's just so it's, it's, like, it's understandable to a point, you know? Um, yeah. And yeah, yeah. It's just, it's amazing that we have so much of this technology now, right? Commercially. Um, like, and it's not yeah. affordable. Like almost, literally. Almost everywhere. Oh yeah. Like Eric, we went to Costco and we bought him a 5.1, but it was genius. The 5.1 is a sound bar and then two wireless rear speakers. And a sub that Ooh. goes inside the couch. Yeah. 200 bucks. So affordable. Like you can have a studio yeah. grade, like just have it, it, it works magnificently. So like, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I think this kind of stuff is so cool to think about retrospectively too. Oh, Cause yeah. that's something we take for granted now. Like that's just so accessible for everyone, you know, like, I love I love talking about this stuff with you. This is my favorite thing. Yeah. What's um? Oh. I thought about playing the TPM press junket stuff. We're gonna cut that. We're gonna say that for another day. We'll do let's, another um, episode. We'll do another episode. But let's finish out this last video. Then we can call it a night. Here we go. Are the sound elements in restoration easier to manipulate than the visual elements? Well, certainly the sound elements in general are not as perishable as the visual elements. Although we had some tracks. Uh, you know, get dried out a bit and flake a little bit, but nothing that impacted us where we had to panic or come up with an alternative pathway to solve the problem. Um, the, you know, we, it's probably less expensive to make changes in the sound always. Because, it is. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Rick. It's a little more flexible. It is. You can do things overnight right. a bit quicker. You can, it's easy, it's somewhat easy to take a sound out and put it back in. In a, in a fairly routine fashion. Our, our main main time-consuming problem, uh, there's the aesthetic ones of, if you look at a film you did 20 years ago, uh, you have to decide, well, you know, do I want to leave it the way it was? Do I want to change it? Maybe you're capable of changing it, but maybe you shouldn't, you know, because what was done then at the time, under the stress of the time, forces you to make certain creative choices back then, which made the film what it was. So we wanted to retain all the values that we had in the original soundtracks. And very carefully add to it in a way which wouldn't, um, you know, stylistically shift the, uh, the original feeling of the whole movie. I think in general, I can't say it's easier because I didn't do the, the visual side, but it's probably you can do things faster. God, he's what a genius. Yeah. Can't, and he's just like, like and no offense, but he looks like a science teacher, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, he's got that. Like like in the nineties, like it, like maybe that's nineties oh, yeah. principle. Like I haven't been to a school in a long time. So yeah, yeah. I yeah. like, but like again, that's like straight up like what my principal wore and everything. But, but like, yeah, like he's very matter of fact. Very yeah. like here's how it is. Um, but it's true, right? Like like but but also very brilliant. Yeah, there's there's a brilliance there with anything he says, and like there's a reason yeah. why I love this guy. And part of it too is like you can hear him chime in every now and then, but if it wasn't for Rick, we wouldn't actually have a lot of this stuff because Rick yeah. had to be the one to produce it. I mean, literally I heard, I heard on the, um, I heard on a podcast, there's a reason producers are the ones that go and grab the best or best film of the year awards, because they're the ones that have to put it's producers and directors. They have to put all this shit together, find mm -hmm. the people to get it done. And make that's their work. gig. You yep. have to find and out Rick, how do I, I mean, make this vision happen? Yeah. It's it's so dense, like Greg said, and like that's part of this, dense. you know. So dense, uh, like there's images on every screen, but like uh, we still have that. Oh man, I need like that image of him, just the coffee oh. mug, like, like listening to you or something. 
I forget who he's talking to. He's drinking out of the red coffee cup. Oh, he's talking. He's talking to you and yeah. It's like, dude, we're gonna love this, dude, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, what's going on, Outer Pug? So look, hey, hey tonight, what's up, Troy? We want to say, obviously, stay tuned for tomorrow. We're not going to give anything away today. We no, this is how the we're order. Not it's gonna the news is gonna drop on uh, streaming Star Wars tomorrow uh, with a clip, more than likely. So tune into that tomorrow. Then it will also um, drop on our socials and our Patreon just a little bit ahead of time so people can react to it. But um, we're going to be recording a very big interview for us tomorrow. And everyone, like I said, our Ahmed biggest guest, interview, I would say it. It is. It, and you know, what's funny. It's our like biggest interview to date. We almost we almost can't be nervous for it because this person is so comfortable with what we're going to talk about, it's not like we're going to be doing that much work. So we hope to bring right. you a really good conversation with this interview, and, and we'll we'll drop clips leading up the path on and stuff too. Is it giving away too much? I feel like this person gels would gel with us very well as well. Mm -mm, I think that's fair. I, think so. I, think I feel like I feel like get it. This person has bombad energy. We'll so say. we're going to be our same bombad selves, but we're not going to do the ridiculous right. stuff. You know, we we don't want to scare the guests in any right. possible way, but no, we, no, we want to have a conversation crazy. that has never been had with this guest. That's what we kind of right. want out of this. We want some questions we never had. I'm sorry. We want some answers. We never had a whoa. We want to answer some questions. I'm dumb. I'm an idiot. We want to have answers to questions that we've never had before, especially a oh, couple of right. clips that you have seen on on yes. the show or in general. So, uh, yes, yes. Nothing crazy. We're not going to do anything crazy. crazy. <laughs> nope. Definitely not that. <laughs> that won't happen. Oh, hey, thank you, Rick. Thank you. <laughs> Rick, Rick. Oh, Rick. my God. Shh. Rick, dude, 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 yep, you, you did, Brian. Brian, you did hey, it. That was so generous. You made it. Welcome. Oh man, the Brians like said, are together once again. <laughs> every Thursday, Bombadcast. Every other Saturday, this Saturday, <laughs> yeah. including Goose Hyperfocus. Every Wednesday oh, at so 8 p.m. Um, if you haven't yet, you can join our Patreon. You'll see the announcement first there. You got some perks yes. that Patreon special shows that you can watch, including Jerry's Cannon Junkie Corner. Um, that being said, Jerry, do we want to sign out? Are we ready to call it a night? I had a great time with you. I'll see you tomorrow at 5 o'clock for a special interview. Look at this. My dad said it's going to be epic. Thank you, Dad. Yeah, no one knows, Dad. Hey, Don't what's up, Chris? He knows. He knows Don't that say. my dad Don't knows say. it. Don't say. I haven't Don't told say. my parents. I haven't told my parents. Okay, so maybe perfect. I, I bet he's like, I can't wait for. <laughs> I, I, like, I, I don't even know if I can end the stream fast enough. I just block my dad on social media. Like, no. <laughs> oh man, we love you, Chris. You're sick when you talk to. <laughs> oh well, I'm just Jerry, kidding. I can't wait for our guest tomorrow to say this catchphrase. Oh, I'm gonna cry when I hear it. Uh, I'm going to explode of, into tears. Hilarious joy. Oh man, Jesus. Well, I'm gonna let you do it, and then we're gonna call it a night. Oh, well, guys, tune in tomorrow to see our uh, wonderful guest uh, eat noodles and um, make your art. Just make your art. Make your art, and you know what matters? Story, 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 and staying. Bombad.
Did you say impossible? Pasquale? Only kidding, Chucky. I've changed my tune because I finally thought of a possible dream that we can all share. What is it? Pasquale? It's a dream about a world where nobody is poor or sick or hungry. Oh, now that's a dream we can make come true. I'm gonna make a change for once in my life. It's gonna feel real good. Gonna make a difference. Gonna make it right. As I point up the collar on my favorite winter coat. This Jerry, you're off the. I, I kicked you off the thing, so we didn't. I see the kids in the street with not enough to eat. Who am I to be blind? Guys, I just want to come in and say, watch Chuck Chucky's bowler hat. It's, it's held between his ears. It's not on his head. The only thing holding that bowler hat on Chuck E. Cheese's, Charles Entertainment Cheese's head, is his oversized ears. That's all I want to say. You're not going to be able to unsee it. Have a tail, or is that your hair in the back? Hair and a tail. Wow. <laughs> best, the best of both worlds. Yeah, it really uh, such a, a, a unique little character. It's um, mesmer mesmerizing. Um, so, uh, anyway, I forgot the question.